All right. Today on the show, we have Jeff Abney. Jeff is a father, a coach, a true lover of baseball. Uh, he has done everything the right way as far as respecting the game, learning about the game, understanding the game, to be able to deliver those concepts to uh, the youth of America, including myself. Uh, Jeff was one of my coaches coming up uh, when I was younger. Everything about his his presence and his and his personality speaks volumes to I think the way a dad should be, the way a coach should be for young kids. And and I'm just excited to have you on the show, Jeff. Anything that you can tell us is going to be valuable. But thank you so much for being on the show. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's just dig into this these topics. Uh, a lot of the get your game right uh, concept started with people reaching out to me uh, for my knowledge and my understanding. What I realized was I have a lot of knowledge and understanding about baseball, the mental aspects of the game, but I have never coached a kid the, you know, uh, from start to finish. I give kids lessons once in a while, whatever, but I've never like actually been in it day in and day out, seen kids develop from a young age, into maturity like you did with your son and you did with us. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a whole different it's a whole different game being on the end of the player or uh as as a coach, you know. So when you were coaching, what was the main aspects, the things that that really represent Jeff, I think, you know, we alluded to in our conversation earlier, uh uh was it's about providing an opportunity for a kid. I think that's definitely the biggest thing is that, you know, you've got to give a kid an opportunity to play someplace, you know, whatever, whatever level that is, you know. So. And I mean, like you were, everything about what we go through, what we're trying to do with this program, with whatever it is, is it's like a genuine conversation between dad and son. What do those conversations look like? Where do you think travel ball, all this this newfangled stuff, where where's it going? I mean, you know, the the like you said, there's opportunity for anybody to play if they want, but where are we headed with all the showcase stuff? Well, I think probably the, all, in my opinion, the showcase stuff is probably not necessary uh, for most kids. I think if you're uh, if you're a player that uh, loves the game and, and puts in the time and the work. Uh, I think people will see you and, and, you know, people will talk about you and coaches will, will definitely know who you are without, uh, without necessarily having to attend a showcase um, environment. And what, I mean, me and you both know these showcases, all this stuff, it's a big bunny. Uh, it definitely is. You know, it's, it's a way, uh, I think it's, it, it puts a lot of pressure on parents that have, uh, have invested a lot of, of time uh, along with money, you know, for their kids to play on travel teams and, and whatnot. And as a parent, you want the best for your kid. You want them to have the most opportunities. And, and I kind of feel like maybe the showcase people, uh, hit you right there in the wallet and uh you know there may be a, a little bit of a guilt trip as to well you know hey don't you want the best for your son or want the best for your player and and uh you know most parents are gonna are gonna go above and beyond if they think their kids got an opportunity yeah and the hardest and, and i already know this and my kids are three and one and a half and one on the way 
I think my kids are special. Like I just inherently, I can already tell, like, I really think my son is, is extremely smart for his age. Is he, I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, if somebody asked me right now, you, you know, you have the opportunity to put your son in, in this uh, class that's going to benefit him in the long run. I'm like, yep, absolutely. We, that's what they're selling. They're selling parents who it's really, really hard to be realistic with your own kids. I think a big part of the program, what we, what we tell kids, tell parents is you have to be really, really honest with yourself to be the best player you can be. What are your skill sets? What are you good at? Know your weaknesses. It's okay to have weaknesses. We all do. Yeah, absolutely. But just be honest with yourself. Like if, if, if you're not, if you can't swing the bat, well, let's just be honest. We can work on that. But if you're uh, sick with the glove, you know, that's one of your strengths. You don't need to be a home run hitter. Be sick with the glove, you know, fit your strength to be valuable to the team. I think with these showcases, with all this stuff that these kids are doing, they're emphasizing on tools and they're emphasizing on things that don't really relate to the actual game itself, being a ball player. I would agree. I, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of parents out there that, their their impression of their kids' skill level is probably much higher than it actually is, and uh, you know I think that they they push that and the showcase people kind of push that down their throats and and uh, you know people are people are willing to try and and do anything for their kids, and I think that they probably have an unrealistic uh, outlook of of their boy or girls you know skill level so i think you're right on there yeah and that's that's one of the reasons to be honest i don't do hitting lessons and things of that nature one is a time factor but number two it's like i'm not gonna sit here and take parents money if i don't think i'm adding value to their kid i'm not gonna sit i'm not gonna say you know you're you're the best thing since sliced bread if you're not it's just honesty. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people don't want to hear honesty, but that's kind of one thing that we we're big about here. Right. My biggest thing is with the with using whatever talent level you're at. All we're trying to do is get these kids and get these people to maximize that ability. It's simple. You don't have to be the most talented guy. Just like well, what we've talked about in the past, like my son might not be the best athlete on planet Earth. That's okay. He's going to have skills that are valuable in, in life at some point. Sports, the things that we're doing, uh, and you even said, you know, before the age of about 13 or 14, you think it's, t- it's way too serious. Absolutely. These kids should be out there just playing, right? I, I, think, I think that's a very good point, and I think that that's, that is very true, that, you know, kids should be out there learning the game, learning the fundamentals, learning all about the game of baseball because it does have tons and tons of, little intricacies and, and rules of the game and little nuances that are, uh, that are, are really cool. And, and a kid needs to grasp that and understand the game. And, and uh, I think, you know, I think once again, that, that the, uh, the travel, um, the high, high dollar travel teams and, and stuff like that kind of, you, you just kind of lose all that, you know, in the, uh, in the game so yeah at the end of the day like i think 
of baseball, especially for kids, we're losing. We're all about launch angles and exit velocity and spin rates. And it's like, whatever happened to you get on your bicycle, <laughs> you put your little glove on on the handlebar, you go down to the sandlot and you get a couple buddies and go out and, and play catch. Yeah, that that you you would be you would be rare to find that anymore. You know, that's that's kind of the old school way that you know, that you did it. The kids sat around and played catch all day long or played hot box or whatever, but they were in, in that aspect, they were actually learning about the game of baseball, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I think that that's kind of a lost, a lost art anymore. It's too bad, but that's kind of, you know, where they do that, you know, where they still do that. Uh, Dominican, Venezuela, Absolutely. those countries that are kind of taking the game over, right. right? That's well, that's where all the players are coming from, because those. And, and is you think that's by random chance that that more and more players are coming out of those those Cuba and and these areas? Obviously, what people they think that it's because technology's better, scouting's better. I'm a firm believer, the same as you. If you're good enough, you'll be found yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. I think if, you if you're good there, look, I don't care. Go ahead. Go ahead. You could you you could play. You could be on on Pluto, right? You know, if you're good enough and valuable enough, these teams need talent. They want talent. They want value. Yep. They'll find you. Yep. I think those kids uh, in those countries. I think if you really look, they don't have the technology that we've got. They just have baseball sense. You know, they That's they right. they've played since they were little kids, just like you said, on the, on the dirt sand lots and, and uh, you know, they play the game all day, all day long. So. And what happened? This is a big, the, the big miss, big question. What happened to the joy of baseball? Baseball in its, in its sense, com- competition's awesome. I love competition. I think it's good, but baseball is a game about, it's constant competition inside the game. That's the joy of baseball for me. Hitter versus pitcher, uh, fielder versus the baseball, the baseball versus the arm to throw it over to first without messing it up. Right. right? There's so many parts to baseball that, that are like, like you said, all those little intricacies that, that develop and all kind of mesh out in this beautiful uh, symphony, you know, that's, it's undescribable. It's a beautiful game. If it's, if it's played right, it's a beautiful game. It really is. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of these people you, the the dads are missing out on it the moms are missing out on it the ki- which makes the kids miss out on it i i always said i was the luckiest guy ever to have guys like you guy uh, people like my parents my mentors along the way always let me enjoy the game not only the game they let me enjoy my buddies that i was playing the game with and i still have relationships with these guys like your son from years ago those are relationships we built that nobody can ever take from us now you go on these different travel circuits or whatever there's no way you're going to build a relationship with that like that with a guy because it's a job it's already a job exactly well most of these kids come from the same school the same neighborhood you know they've grown up together they've they've played together whether it's baseball or or whatever and you are buddies and pals and, you know, you get that opportunity to, to get to know each other a little bit, you know, and uh, I think that that's kind of just like you spoke, the, the, uh, 
travel all-star team where guys are coming from different cities or, you know, parts of the state or whatever, you, uh, you lose that relationship uh, and, and teammate, you know, and camaraderie that you, you know, that you form with, uh, with teammates that you've grown up with. Yeah. And that's learning how to be a teammate too. Right? There's a, that, that's it's, part of the nuances of the game that there's, you know, it's not only hitting and pitching and running bases and things like that, but it's, it is learning how to pick each other up and, you know, be positive and, and be a good teammate, be a role model. And, you know, that's, there's a lot of different parts of the game that, that kids are missing out on. And I think, I think as you go up levels, there's a there there's a natural progression to baseball if you just let it happen. Everybody wants to jump to the big leagues without going through the steps. Every player is going to take a little bit longer to achieve their best level, depending on the player. You know, some guys they're 21 and in the big leagues. Other guys are 35 before they're in the big Absolutely. leagues. Absolutely. The thing about it is, it ain't about all getting to the big leagues, and that's what I think we're missing out as a whole with the baseball community. Now we all, everybody wants to jump ahead because yeah. we want that instant gratification. Enjoying the process is going to make you not only a better baseball player, it's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you more successful in life. If you understand I have to, to be successful, I have to attach to a process and I have to learn the process to get the end result. And that is a huge factor that kids nowadays that I see in these, these younger kids, they want that instant gratification. Absolutely. I, and I think that's, you know, baseball is life, whatever that, uh, you know, it, it's no different than the, than the job market or anything else. You know, you got to start on the ground floor and you've got to work your way up. You've got to be willing to put in the time and the work and the effort. And at some point you do get that promotion, you know, um, but you're exactly right. It's, it's, uh, kids, people in general, they don't want to have to work, you know, from where they are to get to, you know, point from point A to point B. They, they want to take that, that fast road there and, and get there right away. So I, I think yeah. probably, I think most guys would probably tell you that have been in the minor leagues for a number of years and finally get that major league call up that that's probably the most rewarding time of their life because they can finally see the success of all the hard work that they've put in. Yeah. And there's a lot, there is a lot to be said about a satisfaction level. The more you put into something, the more blood, sweat, tears that you have invested into something when the, when it comes to fruition and that positive happens to you, it is 50 million times more rewarding than if, you just kind of happen to be there, right? Absolutely. You, you've taken ownership and you've, you know, you've put in the time and the effort and all the hard work in the gym when nobody else is looking, you know, you've been out there taking the extra ground balls or, you know, working on bunting or, or this, that, or the other. And once, you know, once your dream is finally realized, then it's uh, it's a pretty special, pretty special deal. And the cool thing is it doesn't have to be the major leagues. Maybe your dream is to play on the varsity team of your high school. Maybe your dream is to uh, be the starting shortstop for your little league team. Those are things that are achievable that, that you should take as much pride in 
as anything. Being the best coach for that little league team, just listening to a podcast like this, for everybody that's listening, you are taking the steps to get better. You're doing the things that most people aren't to try to get better, which already means you're ahead of the game. We just got to keep going on that path and keep getting more understanding of these concepts to where we're going to, as a, as a whole, the baseball community can start relaying to these kids what we need to be relaying to the kids. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You know, work ethic and, and uh, effort and all of that kind of stuff, you know, hustle and, and uh, you know, you may, you may strike out three times a game, but you know, as long as you're, you know, out there hustling on defense or, or whatever, I mean, it's, it, it's all part of it. You know, there's so many little pieces, you know, that you can contribute one way or another. So, you know, and the cool thing is, so I talked to a lot of college coaches and scouts and all these different people in the game that basically part of their job is to analyze players, right? What they always, the, the cool thing is the guys that are really, really good when they're watching a kid, it's not that they went four for four that day or, or, or through a, a seven innings of shutout baseball. It's about their demeanor. It's about the way they approach the game because they all know you're going to have good days and bad days. All of us, nobody's immune to a bad day. You know, we're all, all it's how you react through those times that that's going to separate you from the crowd. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All the talent in the world, you can have all the talent in the world, but if, if you let one strikeout ruin your day and then you go make two errors on defense or whatever, that's that's just not a player they they anybody's got time for. Absolutely. Mental toughness is a is a big part of it, and that's certainly something that you know that they look at that, you know, uh you run a ground ball out, you know, to the shortstop, not instead of jogging down to the first base or, you know, on a pass ball, you're hustling to the next base. And, and I'm sure that, you know, that, that part of it is, is a really big part of the game. And people do take notice on kids, players that, you know, that hustle and, and work hard. And, and just like you said, if you take an 0 for 4, you're still out there on the field trying, you know, to do your best and to play as hard as you possibly can, even though you didn't have success at the plate. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is it don't cost any money. You can always hustle. <laughs> it doesn't cost you, you. You don't have to pay anybody to go to a showcase. You don't have to pay anybody any, any money at all to understand the concept of trying hard, playing the game the right way and hustling. Absolutely. If you hit the baseball, I don't care where you hit it. It's irrelevant. Run your butt first. There you go. Like, move them. You're not – this game has been played for over 100 years. For the longest time, guys until recently – recently things have started changing because guys have got paid more money. The guys see these guys in the big leagues. I, I talk to guys like Al Kaline, the guys that played in the 60s, mm-hmm. and before that even, you know. Uh, but it wasn't even – they never even had to be taught that. It was just everybody knew that's just what you did. That that was the way to play the game right. You're you're absolutely correct. And every every idol that that you had growing up, you know, whether it was Mickey Mantle, whoever, all those guys did it the same. They all played hard every single day, and they weren't getting paid a lot of money to do it. 
you know, like that compared to now. What's changing the game is, and I even talked to a scout, like they they want people to back off a little bit to uh, uh, keep them healthier. What 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 they're finding is when they're doing that, it's making them more injury prone. Exactly. As if they would just go out and play every day because your body gets used to going at a certain rate, certain rate of speed, certain timing. You do the same things over and over. Your body gets used to that. As soon as you try to back off of that, it's just like in football. Don't run hard one play. You're going to get leveled. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the same way with baseball. It doesn't cost anything. It's not like it's killing you to run to first base. No, that just do it. Yeah, and that's that's something that you know that starts. I think when you're younger, you know, when you're uh, mm-hmm. it's seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you know, starting to learn the game of baseball. That you know, that's that's where all of your good habits are formed. You know, and and a lot of guys, you know, they, they kind of lose that at some point. So, And uh, egos, you know, baseball and egos. <laughs> anytime you get, you get people, a group of guys together that are competing, there's going to be egos. What, what cracks me up about the game now sometimes is their ego is more talk than produce. Yep. You know, they, they want to they make a big scene. They want to uh, hot dog it, whatever. My thing was, if I get out there and just go play, I'll show everybody. I don't have to tell anybody that I'm good. Go show them. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely correct. I think that there's, uh, there's a lot of that in sports, not just baseball, but, you know, basketball and, and football. You know, a guy runs for 10 yards and gets a first down, and, you know, the next thing we're throwing up the first down sign, and, and you know, you, you think the guy won the Super Bowl or something. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, I think that that has, that has ruined a lot of the game for guys my age around in there. Um, but I think the other bad part of that is you see younger kids that watch that and like anybody, they have their heroes and they want to emulate them, um, you know, whatever sport it may be. And I yeah. think that that's, that has kind of, uh, that's kind of ruined the game a little bit and changed the game because you've got so many kids trying to, uh, you know, trying to do that with their heroes. But, you know, the cool thing is we still got guys like Mike Trout who just put their head, best player in baseball, probably overall. He does it all. Right. Absolutely. He just puts his head, he just puts his head down and goes and plays every day. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the kind of guys that kids should be, you know, should be, watching you know yeah. and uh it's it's you you want you want a guy that you know i my guy when i was it was always Derek jeter and i thought you know he never said the wrong thing he never tried to show anybody up um you know he just played the game of baseball the way the game was supposed to be you know was supposed to be played and he played it like the guys before him you know he yeah, an old school, you know, old school player. So, which which made him probably the most respected player of all time. I, I, and I definitely I in our generation. find it hard to find anybody to say anything bad about him. You know. Uh, yeah, and that's that's what that's that's a really good message for young kids and coaches out there. Like, do you want to? At the end of the day, do you want do you want to be respected? 
because there's a lot of guys that are that are pretty good talent, make it, do some stuff. At the end of the day, nobody respected them. Nobody even cared about them. It's kind of like the difference between, say, A Rod and Jeter, right? Huh. Like A Rod was always into something. He's always like in the uh, date and the model or whatever. Yep. You look at those two guys. Both of them had talent. A Rod had more talent than Jeter. Exactly. As far as natural talent, A Rod was probably the best, the best talent uh, that anybody's ever seen. But at the end of the day, you don't hear as much about A Rod. He's still on TV and announcing right. stuff, but everybody talks about number two I still do. in a light that is completely different. He was respected between the lines, but he was respected outside the lines too because he he still carried himself like a professional and. And I think that, you know, that's a case where you know that kids are, are looking up to you and, and you have a lot of, of influence, whether you want it or not, you know. And uh, it's, it's definitely important to remember that you've got a lot of younger people, you know, watching your every move, and they're going to try to be just like you are. Yeah, and there's always going to be the, the crazy goofballs. It's just, it's inevitable. You're going to have Dennis Rodmans. You're going to have Reggie Jacksons. You're going to have guys who like the spotlight and like to get it in ways that they, they want to get it. What we have to do is, it's just like learn to learn. learning to learn is a big thing that I, I always tell kids. You have to learn how to learn, right? You have to learn the processes. You have to learn even how to learn in the game of baseball. So when you're looking at guys to emulate, guys that you think are cool, you're your buddy, the guy that your buddy thinks cool because he uh, threw his, did a bat flip and hit a home run and, and did spin moves. Like at the end of the day, he's not going to be respected. And that's something you got to remember deep down in your soul. How do you want to be represented at the end of the day? What, what do you want people to think about you? Do you want people uh, always thinking of you as the showboat? Or do you want people to know that this is a guy who's going to go out there every single day, play the game the right way, enjoy it, be a good teammate, and have fun with it, it's a better quality of life. I would totally agree with you, 100%. That's, that's the guy you're looking for right there. Kind of an Andy Dirks type of guy. <laughs> I had no choice but to be that. That's all I knew. I was lucky. Like I tell people all the time, I'm like, just being raised where I was and, and the environment that I got to learn baseball in, I was extremely lucky not to even have to think about those things. Right. Like it was just a, it was, we had so much fun compared to these kids now that I feel bad for them. I do. I feel bad for some of the kids now because there's so much pressure put on them. They're never going to make to the big leagues. They don't need to make to the big leagues to be successful. That's what I try to get through to people. The big leagues, 6,000 people on planet earth have ever even played there. Like do the math, (laughs) like barring injury and all these different things. Like it's just not an easy it's not something that just happens it's a product of circumstance situation talent you know yeah it's a, it's a it's definitely a tough road and, and you would know it you know when you're coming from coming from the midwest and you have that you know that midwest work ethic where you know you you scrap and fight and scratch and claw for everything that you got and you got opportunities and you make the best of them and uh I think that that's, you know, that's what you want kids to, uh, to try to grasp onto at an early age, you know, that, you know, know the fundamentals of the game and, 
and know the rules and know the little nuances and, and always, you know, always work hard, always be working. Uh, you know, there's a lot more to this game than up there swinging the bat. You know, you've got to be able to throw the ball and field the ball and run the bases. And, and uh, it's, there's a lot of different pieces to this, to this puzzle they call baseball. And that's where, uh, that's where I really separated myself too, was I learned like if, if the scouting sheet on me would be below average to average on everything, like nothing I did was outstanding. Like, you know, I could run a little bit. My arm was okay. <laughs> like my power was below average. My contact was average, whatever it was. Like if, if a scout looked at Andy Dirks, my report would not be great, especially on terms that you look at now. And that's the same thing they did back then. But what I was good at was I understood how to play baseball. And I understood that fielding mattered, base running mattered, uh, being a good teammate mattered. How do you operate during situations? What's your mindset like? Those are the ways I, I, I went up and above and beyond guys who were way more talented than me just by doing all that stuff on a continual basis. Yeah. I, I, believe, uh, I believe one of your former managers referred to you, uh, said that you would be a successful, uh, successful guy in the major leagues because you were a baseball player. And there you I go. would say that that's uh, a very accurate assessment because of all those things you just said, you know, that you may not have had all the talent in the world, but, uh, you know, you worked your butt off and, and you understood the game and, and those kind of things. And so it's possible for anybody to do it. And it's not just me, you know, like guys like Donnie Kelly, uh, there's 80, I'm a big believer in the 80, 20 rule with anything. Wilford Petro, it, it, it seems like it just works out in life. I think that there are about 20% of guys in the major leagues or 20% of guys in college or whatever level it is, regardless of what they did, their talent levels got them. Mm-hmm. There's 20% of your guys on your high school team. You know, there's if whatever, if you got, there's a couple guys on your high school team. They're just good. They're just better. Athletes. It doesn't matter. They can just, they can just walk out on the field and be good at that level. That's not the kind of guys I want the, the 80% that need it, that have to work to get there, to work, to get into that niche. Right. Absolutely. What happens is you go to the next level, that 20% then becomes the 80% at some point. So what, what do they have to do now? They have to completely restructure their mindset that I'm not the guy. I'm not just going to get the ball on Friday night and be able to uh, be the starting pitcher. Yep. All of a sudden, I'm finding myself, I'm in the bullpen. I'm the middle relief guy. That's a tough pill to swallow for a kid that was supposed to be good his whole life. Kids that have never had to work for anything, once they get to that point where their talent pool is equal to them, those are the kids that struggle because they've never had to, you know, go with the grit and, and work their, you know, work their tail off to get, you know, to get someplace. And, and so what, what do you tell a kid that is maybe a role player uh, coming in off the bench? Because I had to do that. I, I started at, at junior college splitting time with Lindy Ray and right. Right. When I went to Wichita State, I was uh, not the starting center fielder. You know, like I, I had to work into those roles. So I kind of understand it. But as a coach, you know, you see it you, and you've seen it uh, play out as a coach. When you have a kid 
who is going to be more of that role player. Uh, what do you, how do you encourage those kids and keep them in the right mindset? I think you just have to keep it positive and tell them to keep working and, you know, keep working on those fundamentals and that at some point you're going to get an opportunity. Everybody does, you know, to, uh, to get into that game and to make a difference and, the harder they have worked, the more ready they'll be, you know, that, that they've already prepared for that, for that opportunity. And I think you just, you just tell them that they've got to keep working and they've got to, they've got to have that positive attitude and, you know, that never say die that you can't, you can't give up. Yeah. And that's, it's hard to stick to that process. You know, when you have people, when you have people who are, are, on you you're thinking one way you're thinking another way it's really hard to stick to that solid process of i'm going to get better every day even though i'm not playing yeah you're right how do you stay consistent with that that's and that's i did it you know i think because it was a challenge to me but every kid's wired a little differently so that's where as a coach you know you don't want that kid to fall behind because maybe and me and you both know somebody gets injured, somebody has to miss a weekend, whatever it is, somebody misses a few games because they're going to play in something different. Uh, but that's his opportunity. You don't know when it's going to come. We know it's going to come, but how do you reinforce that it's going to come? Yeah. You, you know? just, you just, you just have to, to keep at them and, and keep them up and keep them positive that they're going to get that opportunity. And if they work hard, you know, they're going to be successful in that. And, and being prepared before every game, like if you're on the bench, you be prepared that you may have to go in at any time. And, and I think that that's, that's a big key. And, and I think it doesn't matter what level of sports or whatever that you're at, if you're prepared and you're mentally ready, that's the guys that you see that come in and have success, you know? Yeah. And everybody's like, well, God, where's this guy been? Well, this guy's been working his butt off in practice every single day. And that's why he's, you know, why he's ready and why he's having the success he does. Even when I was on the bench, I would always be locked into the game. You know, I knew, I knew how many outs there were. I would be mentally going through things. Uh, I was locked into the game, even when I was on the bench yep. as a role player, whatever it was, that was always my, my benefit, my help. I learned you learn more by observing sometimes than you do playing. Absolutely. I, and I think, you know, you tell kids or it, it's easier with kids than it is obviously with teens or, or, uh, you know, older kids, but, you know, give me an hour and a half, give me two hours of your time, you know, stay locked into the game. You know, uh, you know, we're, we're charting pitches and we're, you know, we're looking for signs and all of that kind of stuff. And you try to get kids, and give kids, you know, something to focus on during the game, you know, so that you know that they've got their, you know, they've got their full attention there. I love that. So you give them, you give them a job, you give them some, a task. Like you're responsible, watch the third base coach's sign, see if you pick anything up. Absolutely. That'll get them so locked in that they'll love it. They'll love that trying to unlock the mystery to help the team. I love that idea. That's a great concept. Because a lot of people just say, go set your butt over there if I need you. Let me know. 
or I'll let you know. Right? You've, you've got to keep you've got to keep them involved, and and I think that that's you know that's just a way that's one way to do it. You know, you uh, you want your you want your kids ready to go in at a moment's notice. Yeah, that's great stuff. Great stuff. So last last thoughts, Jeff. Just give me give me your shout out to uh, maybe the guys who are coaching kids, guys who have a son or a daughter that's into sports. Just a little words of wisdom from an old old man <laughs> that's been there, done that, right? <laughs> I think you got to give your kids a chance to play every sport possible. Uh, lots of choices, lots of chances. Um, you know it's not about how much money you spend again. It's how much effort you put into it. And I know when we coached, we did a lot of fundamental stuff and we made games out of practice. And, you know, we did, we made, made a fun attempt at drills and things like that. You were learning, but you were having fun at the same time. And, and I think that if you're a parent, it's, you, you need to definitely, be involved in what your kids are doing, but there's also a limit to that and let their coaches coach them. And, uh, you know, don't try to circumvent what the coaches are, are teaching your kids, but, you know, get out in the yard and play catch with them and, and uh, hit them ground balls and do things like that. You know, it's, uh, it's important to stay involved with what your, you know, what your kids are doing. And, and by all means, you know, coaching isn't easy. It's a heck of a lot of fun when you're winning and it's not as much fun when you're losing, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's very rewarding to see kids like yourself um, and, and lots of other kids be successful, not only in sports, but in life at their jobs or, or whatever. And a lot of that goes back to being, you know, good teammates and good friends and, and picking each other up. And, and it's, it, the game of baseball is very rewarding, whether you're at a little league level or a major league level, you know, and I think it's, I think it's a fun game. I think it's a great game and, and I think it's great what you're doing. And, and it's so cliche, but how fast does it go? <laughs> I, my son is going to be 33 years old and it's, it zoomed by it. It was so fast, you know, and it's, uh, I'm, I enjoy watching other little kids play now and seeing them have successes and, and stuff like that. And it's, it's a, uh, it's a very rewarding uh, time and it's, you know, it's difficult when it's over that you, uh, you know, but, but you, you've created good human beings and that's kind of the important thing that, you know, you play with class and you, play with sportsmanship and and you know when you win you act like you've been there before and when you lose you lose with class but you learn something from that and uh, yeah I think that goes not only in sports but in life and and uh, some people can handle that and some people can't and you just hope that you know that most kids are are able to uh, to learn a little bit from the game and learn a little bit about baseball and and one of the coolest things is uh, seeing little kids that I coach now coaching their own kids, you know, or <laughs> helping out with kids and, and teaching them some of the same stuff that, you know, that I taught them and that, you know, that my coaches taught me when I was that age. So. And the, the door just keeps revolving. Absolutely. You know, that's, 
and, and Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. I won't keep you any longer, but just, just the, the passion and the love for baseball still exists. You guys listening to this today, I think you've, you've learned something uh, that all the focus we have on trying to get better and all this, we can't lose the sight of the big picture. The big picture is basically essentially what Jeff was just telling us is we're, we're not only creating baseball players, we're creating human beings. These kids are young. They're sponges. They're absorbing. Guys like Jeff have uh, dedicated their life to helping uh, the youth, you know, his son and the kids around him become good humans. And let's not lose sight of that, you know. And Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. Like, that information is priceless. You the man. You know I love you. I appreciate it. And good luck with your uh, good luck with your endeavors. I'm sure that you will do well. Well, you know, there's only two things that I can do in life is fail and succeed, and I'll do one or the other. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. And if I fail, I'll find a way to turn it into a success. Right? All right. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Have a good one, buddy.